For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I be Doc Holliday. Isaac Bruce, Isaac Bruce, Isaac Bruce. What's up, man? Say your name three times like Candyman and then you appear. What's up, bro? Well, you only get supernatural results from me, man. Uh, I'm good. Uh, This is 49er week, man. Uh, It's special. I don't think, uh, you know, from a Rams standpoint, we don't need any extra motivation about playing this game. Uh, Division game, division rival, uh, north versus south. Uh, you know, that those funny colors versus the right colors. And it's what it is. Let's get it. It is what it is, man. And let's get it. And the Rams and 49ers will get it Sunday night on primetime NBC Sunday night football. But Isaac, man, the fact of the matter is, man, we come into this ball game four and one. The 49ers coming to this ball game two and three at home, man. They're 0 and three, man. That's sorry, bro. And we should win the game. Point blank. Period. You got it. And you know what? I think, you know, the 49ers are, are going through some struggles right now. I mean, it, it's to be expected, uh, you know, with the long 16 grind of a season, which the NFL is, uh, you know, you can have some some uh, little strife, a little disagreement between players and coaches and and, uh, you know, between between players and each other. So I think the 49ers may be uh, experiencing some of that. But at the same time, you know, you, you're talking about the the NFC representative in the Super Bowl this past season. And, you know, when that happened, Doc, when you come back that following season, man, everybody, you're you're the measuring stick for everyone. So you're going to get everyone's A game, especially within the division, uh, within the conference. You know, when you face an opponent, uh, either on the road or at home, these guys are going to give their best because you're you're the you're the measuring stick to really tell them who they are, and uh, you have to meet that. You have to meet that pressure with pressure. And right now, I don't think the 49ers are doing it. They may be reeling right now just a little bit, but you know what? They always say one of the most dangerous animals is an animal that's wounded. So once again, we have to go into this game being professional, uh, take the fight to the 49ers, and uh, just do some stuff that. Uh, kind of gets these getting these guys mindset and saying here we go again so um it'll be a great game and, I, and hopefully the rams come out and play ram football this sunday now it is a big game for us man the rams we're coming to this ball game man uh, our first nfc west game first division game man we've already taken care of the nfc east undefeated we got that crown man but this is what we really fight for so not only is it the 49ers that we're facing our first 
The division game this season, now the 49ers, it's their second division game. They lost to the Cardinals 24-20 in the season opener. But uh, last week, man, we coming off a huge win, one on the road at Washington, 30-10. And San Francisco was at home. And lost to them dudes from Dade County, man, 43-17. So you say they reeling, bro. They just – I mean, I said it about the Giants. I'm saying it about them, man. They're some trash, man. And the fact that they haven't won at home yet – I know that's probably going to motivate them any more, uh, even more because they do want to win at home and they do want to play uh, against these L.A. Rams and get a win against these L.A. Rams, man. And it, uh, aside from the fact it's a huge rivalry, but as you said, Isaac, they're having some problems, man. Jimmy uh, Garoppolo is uh, playing like uh, Garoppolo. Uh, they got some other things, man. They're just struggling, man. They're just having a bad year, and I'm glad they're having a bad year, and I'm glad we're facing them when we're facing them because Sunday uh, should be a W for us. Well, you, you're taking a look at Jimmy G, just a you know a closer closer look at him. I mean, I think there's a you know a confidence issue, uh, maybe not within himself, but maybe within the you know the 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 offense that he's playing in. I mean, you look at what what Coach Shanahan has done in the past. Uh, you know, uh, when he was in Atlanta, uh, he made Matt Ryan the MVP of the league with his play calling, his, his play call selection. He had that big, huge gaffe in the Super Bowl when he should have ran the ball. But that being said, he's, he's pretty much led two organizations to Super Bowl appearances. And, you know, players like playing for him. Offensive linemen like playing for him because it's a run-oriented style offense that's built off the run game. And you run all your play-action fakes. It should be real conducive to to quarterbacks. I mean, when you talk about uh, being able to run the football effectively and getting that extra man down into the box uh, for a quarterback, you're pretty much uh, throwing one-on-ones or against air uh, as far as when you're throwing the football. So uh, you don't have to really fit the ball into, into, into zones, into holes like that, because this offense puts you in a position to be successful. Um, there's a there's, there has to be an issue between what's going on the confidence level with Jimmy G and and the confidence that's in this offense. So so there's something missing, Doc. There's a lot missing, man. And you've had Jimmy G missing uh, from from this San Francisco 49ers offense a lot of times, man. He's not even the leading passer, man. The Nick, leading passer is Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, man. I don't even know you, dog. But you come in, you have 614 passing yards, two touchdowns, been th- picked up three times. Dude been sacked eight times. But Jimmy G been sacked seven times, man. He has just under 500 yards passing. So you have a, a San Francisco 49er offense that, I mean, they're not doing too much, man. George Kittle is the big guy, the big tight end, man. He's having a pretty decent season. But, uh, you know, we pretty much can deal with him. But that 49ers offense, as much as they're struggling, they got to deal with our defense, bro. That's just straight straight up balling, man. Our defense, bro, uh, looking at the numbers, man, I think we're fourth in the NFL in total yards allowed per game, man. And Struggling, sorry, uh, 49ers offense, man. You got to see this defense, man. Y'all going to have some problems, man, dealing with this defense. We we said the defense have, need, have needed to get better at some things, and they have gotten better at some things. And when you just look at the numbers, man, and look at how they're ranked, man, third in points allowed. We're just giving up 18 points a game. Fourth and yards allowed, 304. Man, this Rams defense, bro, uh, uh, it's more than just Aaron Donald, man. That's a unit. Uh, we balling, bro. Well, you know what? It, it feels good, and it, it's always a good thing when you're sitting back watching a football game, watching a defense, particularly the Los Angeles Rams defense. 
And it seems like they may have 12 and 13 guys on the field at the same time. So you, you see guys swarming. And, and this is all due to reps, Doc. We talked about guys needing reps all the time. No preseason. You have to use these first four games of the season as your preseason. Really get ready to play football. So now I think guys are starting to gel. It's that cohesiveness that's starting to set in with the Rams. They have one, one band, one sound, and they're attacking the football. They're, they're uh, getting turnovers on defense, and you see multiple hats on on the football when tackling uh, an opposing player. So that's what I like to see, and, and uh, the 49ers will definitely have their hands full with this defense. Man, they're going to have some problems, man. And they're going to have some problems protecting the quarterback, whoever it is, man, whether it's Garoppolo or Mullins, man. Uh, those dudes combined been sacked 15 times, and the Rams as a team got 20 sacks type of first in the league uh, with Pittsburgh. Now, Aaron Donald has seven, seven and a half of those sacks, man. But just looking at this defense, man, and the way they're playing, bro, this might be a, a more complete defensive unit than it was a couple of years ago when we went to the Super Bowl, man. And that's that's saying a lot. And if it is, man, uh, uh, things looking very, very good for us. That, that comes from drafting well. I mean, when you when you go in a draft and you have to take a uh, six-round uh, safety out of uh, Ohio State, you know, you're talking about a guy that's played in a lot of big games, and then when you add him to the mix, you add Rap from last year, you add the kid from Alabama, the linebacker, when he starts get to get in the mix. These are some guys who have played in some huge college football games. So they're used to that big game feel that the NFL brings each and every week, and this is what you get when you start to draft well. Yes, you do, man. And, and and the Rams, not only drafting well, but then adding those pieces like they added, of course, we know with Jalen Rams. And even, you know, man, just having the, 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 the fortitude and the confidence, man, to give up what they gave up to get Jalen, even though Jalen doesn't have any picks this season, man. But just him being out there makes that defense, the back end of that defense, even better, man, because Cats kind of want to stay away from that. Now, we, we know what our offense could do, man, but the 49ers defense pretty good as well, man. You know, our defense ranked – uh, fourth in total yards allowed, and guess who's just right there behind us, bro? That 49ers defense, man, you know, uh, they balling as well, man. They're fifth. They only give up 323 yards a game, and this is what they got to face, though, because Jared Goff, man, you know, you said something uh, early this week, man, that Jared Goff should be mentioned in the MVP conversation, and I'm with you, bro, because he's playing at a very, very high level. So as well as this 49ers defense playing, y'all got to see us this week, man, because what Jared Goff continues to do, man, he only has three picks through five games, eight touches, almost 1,400 yards, man. And just the efficiency, we talked about it, just the efficiency he's playing with in this offense, man. But they have to be ready to play because you said this is a wounded 49ers team, man, and they are looking at us like these are the Rams, man. We we, we, we like punking the Rams or trying to punk the Rams and trying to beat them, but the Rams are looking at them like, okay, this is a busy game, our first division game. But that defense – it's not as bad as that two and three record uh, 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 looks, man, but they still got to see Jared Goff and these weapons we have on offense. Well, you, you talk about a bevy of talent uh, on a team, on a defense. Uh, I mean, nowhere, no better place to start than on that defensive front line that the 49ers, uh, you know, put out there. I mean, so many first round picks, guys who have been uh, who have been paid. They're on the second contracts. These guys get after the quarterback. Now, they've been hit by the injury bug, particularly particularly hard than any other team, just about any other team in the league. Uh, they lose the up-and-coming Bosa. Bosa's not going to be available. But, you know, these guys, they started to play play together. And you saw it from last year, how they would swarm the ball. I think they particularly 
uh, did a really good job one, versus one of the most versatile quarterbacks in the league in Lamar Jackson last year. So to have another year with this core group together, man, I mean, you really have to be on your P's and Q's, dot your I's and, cro- dot your I's and cross your T's when you go up against this defense. So not only will our defense uh, or, or the 49ers offense have their hands full, we also have our hands full as well. We got to come out and execute the game plan which Coach Sean McVay is putting in, putting in front of us. Now, the defense, that 49ers defense has played well this season, man. Looking at the numbers, man, like I said, fifth in the NFL in total yards allowed a game, man. As far as points are concerned, they give up uh, 22, almost 23 points a game. But, bro, regardless of all of that, man, last week they got thrashed 43 to 17. And not only that, they gave up 350 yards passing to Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you give up 350 to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick ain't just no trash. But he ain't no Jerry Golf either, man. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he only had like four or five incompletions, man. And we know Jerry Golf, he tosses that ball around, man. He's always has a good completion to pass attempt uh, ratio, man. So uh, I see Jared having another big game. I predicted he was going to have a big game last Sunday, and he did, man. I, I expect him to have another big game as well because that 49ers defense, they, they, they got rocked last week, man. And if you give up that to Ryan Fitzpatrick, now you – facing a quarterback that's on a whole nother level and I don't think Jared Goff is going to take this game lightly uh, San Fran got some more issues man good points man good points yeah uh, definitely another opportunity uh, for, for for Goff and that uh, offensive crew to really really impose their will on this defense so it's another opportunity for that and uh, week in week out we've had different guys different guys on the perimeter uh, from a tight end standpoint receiver standpoint really, really start to make their presence feel felt. So, um, you know, who knows? It may be Van Jefferson this week. It may be, uh, once again, uh, Woods to uh, really set the tone and, and get the fight started. So it's going to take a collaborative effort. Uh, guys got to go out, execute the game plan that's called. And priority number one, as, as, as every other week, run the football. Let's start getting downhill on these guys in between the tackles, try to set the edge and really start to uh, try and run this football against this defense. Because we're our running team, man. We run the ball. We keep saying it over and over again. When we run that ball, man, we're a lot more effective, and that offense runs a lot smoother and puts up a lot more points. And Jared Goff even plays better when we have that running attack going and even have the threat of running the ball. Uh, uh, running the ball. But Isaac, man, 49ers week, man, just let the folks know, man, how the intensity and the mindset changes, man, once you see San Fran. You see it on the schedule, but once you get past the game before and you show up to work, scouting report and you look at it, man, just tell the folks how the, you know, how the mindset changes. Cause watching some old film that I saw you all play against the 40, I think Rams on film posted or something. I love it, man. You caught a bad pass. You jump up, man. You, you pop in the crowd. Torrey Hope catch one. He jumps up. He's hot. It's just a different mindset when you see San Fran, isn't it, man? It is. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's introduced to you from the, from the moment that you're drafted as a Ram, uh, maybe as a 49er, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, when I first got drafted in 1994, you know, I was introduced to this rival by, by the great Pro Football Hall of Famer Jackie Slater um, about how, you know, the, the game itself is and how it was. And, and uh, you know, anytime you have uh, a battle with a team or an organization in the postseason, Doc, it just makes it it just makes it uh, that rivalry explode. I mean, you know, number one, you have a team that you play twice in your division. Uh, every year and the games are tight you know you got the northern california southern california thing that's tied into it um truly i think the rival was really uh ignited 
in the 89-1990 season. I mean, there was an AFC, excuse me, an NFC championship game between the two teams, and 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 the the, the Rams were on a roll. They had three wet, three East Coast trips uh, to get into the playoffs. Uh, ended up beating Philly. Ended up beating the Giants on on Flipper Anderson's classic uh, uh, walk off. Uh, if you want to call it a uh, touchdown going out of the back of the end zone, going out of uh, giant stadium at that time. And then to come back West and play in an NFC championship game against these very same 49ers and be up seven to nothing before uh, the great Ronnie lot comes out of nowhere, as I was told and knocks the ball out of the air from a wide open flipper Anderson that would have put the game up 14 to nothing. So the rivalry is what it is. It's very steep and it's deep. But especially when you have when you have a, a a game of that magnitude in the postseason between two teams that are in the same division, man, it just it just explodes and it never dies. Now, how was the trash talking, man? When 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 y'all was rolling, you know, greatest show on turf in San Francisco. They weren't sorry. They were rolling. How yeah. was the trash talking, man? Especially when you out there, you seeing guys when they had Dion, man, Merton Hanks, cats like that, man, Eric Davis. The trash talking in those ball games, man. Well, I was I was uh, part of a show, uh, one of San Francisco show uh, yesterday, and uh, you know I get, pretty much got asked the same question. You know, when I first came in, when I was first drafted with my class in 1994, you know we were reeling. We didn't have that much talent on on the team collectively, and you know when we went up against the 49ers, it was just you know in that entire division at that time, it was the 49ers and everybody else. You know, we were just the guys, so we just filled out that that division, and the only representative for the playoff for a very long time was the 49ers. So I felt like once, you know, we had that 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 turnaround when we brought guys in like Adam Timberman, when we brought in Trent Green, when we brought in Marshall Falk, drafted Torrey Hope, uh, Kurt Warner was was on the team. When we brought those guys in, we had the uh, equal talent base. And at the same time, they were still very talented. Ter- Terrell Owens, J.J. Stokes, Jerry Rice was there. Uh, Steve Young was there. You know, it just made it even more more what the rivalry should be when you have two very talented teams in the same division going head to head with each other. And uh, it was explosive. I mean, you, you see Merton Hanks when he make plays, he, you know, he'd do his little duck walk uh, to uh, Tim McDonald. Uh, he make plays, big, huge hits. And, you know, we went, we were not short for words at, at, uh, at all as well. So we talk our noise and talk our trash and, and uh, we teach them how to read our Nikes, man. For you, those of you who don't know what region Nikes mean, that's when the defensive back is chasing me. And all they can see is my ni- my Nikes, my knees and elbows. So that's called reading the Nikes. But <laughs> the rivalry is alive and well. And uh, and this game Sunday night, it's on national television. Uh, be once again to show how how big this this rival is. Now you, I mean, you, you struck plenty of teams, man, and crushed uh, uh, feelings of, of many DBs. But you you had a monster night again. What year was that, bro? Against San Francisco, dog. Four, four touchdowns, five touchdowns. You just how many yards, bro? Something like that. Oh, that was the 99 season. Uh, four touchdowns, uh, three in the first half, one more in the fourth quarter, about, you know, 130 yards receiving. Um, you know, just one of those one of those breakout games for that season right there. You know, it's coming off of Oz's four game, four touchdown performance in C- uh, Cincinnati. And then, uh, you know, just showed the explosiveness of, of the offense, the explosiveness of the players and the talent that we had. Man, it was it was an awesome time to be a, to be a Ram. I tell you that. Hey, what year was it finally like, okay, these dudes serious? Because I remember one year, man, you all started undefeated and they beat y'all and do, you know, the famous quote. I forgot who said it. So, same old sorry-ass Rams. I forgot who said that. But what year was it like y'all was out there balling and y'all just 
start kicking it. You just like, okay, uh, we need to shut up, man. Just leave these dudes alone because they just running past us, bro. <laughs> 1999, man. That was that was yeah. it. Um, the year, huh? Like I say, when we got loaded, when we got uh, to the point where we felt like that, you know, we can make some noise in the division. That was our first step to be able to make noise in the division. And then from that standpoint, in the NFC conference. And, uh, you know, fortunately, it was a combination of both being able to uh, stand up, quote unquote, to the bully of the division, uh, knock the bully out. And once we knocked the bully out, you know, we kind of just ran the table within the division which set us up for that playoff run that we had that year. So these tw- 2020 L.A. Rams, man, I'm pretty sure they know the importance of this rivalry, man. And not only that, it's just a division game. Our first division game then is on the road uh, against these dudes, man. And, you know, two and three record, man. But that, like you said, bro, uh, the fact of the matter is they did, you know, they, they they are the representative for the NFC West. I mean, for the NFC, you know, they did go to the Super Bowl uh, last year. So they still have some of that, a lot of that same talent, and they still – uh, are a threat because just as badly as Garoppolo has been playing so far uh, in that offense, they can easily start clicking, man, And because they still have dudes you still have to watch, and that defense is still pretty solid, man. So if we don't take care of the football uh, and we make some mistakes, they can easily beat us. But I don't really see that happening this Sunday, man, because this Rams team seems to be extremely focused on what they have to get done, and it's a well-oiled machine, man. And I think that well-oiled machine is going to continue to roll on on Sunday night, on Sunday night football, man. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to the matchup, man. I'm gonna call it again, man. I, I, I got us winning the ball game by at least nine points, bro. Well, I, I tell you what, Doc. I think one of the glaring stats that has been, uh, you know, that we mentioned already on this show was that, you know, the the 49ers have given up close to 15, 16 sacks already. So, uh, you know, we hadn't mentioned that man, that great man, Aaron Donald, on this show yet. So this is the perfect time. This is the perfect opportunity. They have a lot to deal with with that within that offensive line in the 49er room. And I'm sure everybody will be locked in and engaged. But that I don't think that will change very much. Um, we're not sure which quarterback is going to play. I'm not sure if they've already announced who's going to start, if it's Jimmy G or Mullins. Uh, you know, Mullins this past week uh you know he's the head coach down at the florida gators and he was calling for full capacity in the stadium after he lost a road game in the sec and the effectiveness of twenty thousand fans in texas a&m stadium so um you know that's a little distraction mechanism by his dad but uh he'll, he'll still have to see mr aaron donald up close and personal so i i anticipate aaron donald rockers and those guys having a feast come sunday night yeah, man, and you know Aaron Donald is like I talk. We talk about him every episode, so you don't want to just, you know, just glide past him. But damn, bro, it's like how? I mean, I don't even know what else to say about the dude. I didn't call him a Superman. I didn't call him a superhero. I didn't call him a Super Jake. I mean, you know, I didn't call him a monster. I don't even know what else. To, I called him unblockable. I said you can't block him with one. You can't block him with two. You can't block him with three. I, I, I we didn't say it. You said you ain't never seen anybody his size to do the thing. I don't even know what else we can say about him, man. I mean, I think dude is just really an adjective now. You know, we just say Aaron Donald. That's it, you know, man, Aaron Donald, that dude. Like, you know, he got Miles. It's like he got AD, man. He got Aaron Donald. Uh, but you're right, man. They got, they got to deal with Aaron Donald. But, bro, I don't even know what else can do, do to even – because his supernatural stuff is becoming kind of average. It's like he don't get the props he deserves because he's like he out there crushing cats, but you're like he always crushed cats. So it's it's kind of hard to get cats excited. But you still see him and be like, damn. So I, I really don't know what else to say about AD, man. They got to deal with him. 
You got to deal with it, man. I mean, if I had to throw one at him, it'd have to be Lil' God. I'm going to call him Lil' God now. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, because, you know, any guy that gets penetration the way that he does, plays the run, plays the pass, um, he's doing it at, at, a, a, at a huge, uh, big-time excellent level, man. So he, he's, he's pretty much unblockable. Uh, you got to double-team this guy. I'm not sure what the 49ers' plans are. Um, I just say – Make sure everyone on our defense has its back this weekend. It's it's important that uh, to have its back this weekend. And speaking of his back, man, just think about, bro, if that if that second level, the people who do have his back, that linebacker court, man, if that you know, if they can play, if they can give us more, you know, Micah Kaiser been giving us some. He's got hurt though, but if they can just give us a little bit more, bro, just think about how even more dominant. Will be, man. Whoo! Big game coming up on Sunday, man. This week, man. The Rams, 49ers, man. Um, anything you want to you want to add, man? Before we get out of here, number eighty-eight was San Francisco, but number eighty, you know, I, I got to throw that number eighty-eight was San Francisco, but we're gonna end it. He's number eighty in your heart with the Rams, man. Anything else you want to add, bro? Hey, you know, I'll just add this leaving, man. You know, it, this is a big game. It's a rivalry rivalry game. Uh, I enjoy playing at home in this matchup. But I just love playing on the road in San Francisco, man. And by the by the time kickoff had, had started, the 49er fans, they were pretty rambunctious and making a lot of noise. But by the end of that fourth quarter, man, you saw all the L.A. Ram fans come down and we just take over Candlestick Stadium. And, uh, and uh, we, we got we to gotta find a, a, a new way, a new way to just take over this Levi Stadium now, man. And it all happens with winning. So. Um, those are some of my, my fondest memories of this matchup. Huge game. The nation gets to see it nationally, nationally on uh, uh, national TV this weekend. And uh, let's go execute, fellas. Let's go get it. The 4-1 and one, L.A. Rams versus the 2-3 San Francisco 49ers Sunday night football main primetime. Our Rams going to Santa Clara to take down these NFC West division rival. But that's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until next week, God willing, we are out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.